welcome to another episode of the Creative Convo uh, podcast. I am your host, Josh. And I'm Aaron. And uh, today we are, uh, it's, this is day two of, uh, of recording podcasts. I don't know. That's but right. We've, but we've been smashing out these podcast episodes for y'all. So yeah. hopefully you guys are uh, staying at home and being safe and all that good stuff. Yeah. And listening, um, listening to us. And yeah, and hopefully you'll get some inspiration from some, this podcast. Yeah, which ideas? Oh, what a segue! What a segue into uh, what we're going to talk about today. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and what are we going to talk um, about today? So today we are going to be talking about sources of inspiration. Cool. Ooh, deep, very deep. Uh, some might say, uh, you know, it's a very that's a very profound topic. I would say it is. It is because. <laughs> um, because we, we wouldn't be talking about it today and we wouldn't be doing what we, we are doing, which is recording, if mm-hmm. it wasn't for our inspiration. So Yeah. Yeah. So we, we obviously we go back a long way. Our listening tastes go back a long way. Mm-hmm. And yeah. would you like to start off the conversation, Josh, with where you got your yeah. inspiration? To play guitar and who influenced you the most? Yeah. Um. Let's see. Who inspired me as a kid? I would say. Uh. So growing up, I think for me, my source of inspiration, I would say, was. Oh, I don't know. I'm trying to think like who ex- like <laughs> when I first started guitar. I you know what like when I first started guitar. Yeah. I was in. I was eight years old and I didn't know like really any artists. I think. Oh wow. I think I only. I think growing up, so, like, growing up, like, Asian, like, you kind of have to, like, learn a musical instrument, right? Um, yeah, that's right. And so it's, actually, it's I, either piano or violin. You know what's really funny? Yeah, my first instrument was piano. Um, ah. And then, and then I moved to Australia, um, and then um, I started playing guitar. So that was, I think I was eight years old, I think. I can't remember exactly what was the story but i remember that um i actually wanted to play drums you want to play then, drums yeah i know oh, wow. i know right i wanted to be a non-musician oh uh, that, that would have been something <laughs> just the shade thrown <laughs> <laughs> right off the bat um shade, no, but, shade uh, not taken <laughs> the shade thrown i throw my glove at you um, <laughs> um <laughs> but uh what was i saying um but like, yeah, I, I wanted to play drums and then my parents were like, well, I think it was my mom that was like, I think she was like, oh, it's too, like, it's like, oh, like, you know, playing drums is really loud. You should play guitar instead. That's not a real instrument. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she said that, but maybe, maybe she was thinking that in the back of her mind. She was like, well, you know, I don't think he'll get far with drums and maybe we could guitar, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> what you know what? I, I think, uh, but you know what? It worked out in the end. But um, I... So I started playing guitar and all throughout primary school and then I got to high school. So I think, well, actually going backwards, um, in primary school, I think, I think like as far as music, like that I listened to, a lot of it was like stuff on the radio, really. Like it was stuff cool. like, I don't even know what I heard on the radio, to be honest. I just really? remember, I, I don't remember. I, I, anything hot in the radio that when you were back in high school? I don't know. I think like at least, like in primary school, like I don't think I listened to it. I 
I remember listening to the radio a lot, but I don't think I knew a lot of artists. But I, but it was only I think it was slightly near like midway through primary school. That was when like one of my best friends he um, showed me a number of artists like band uh, like a band like Hulk Nelson, who if you guys don't know, they're like kind of like kind of like a Christian rock band kind of oh, group. Yeah. Um, I remembered I listened to Linkin Park actually. That was, which uh, I think yeah, I think that was around two thousand and like five or four. I think nice. I I don't remember the ex- I don't remember the exact year, but I remembered I listened to Linkin Park back then. And oh yeah, I I think at that point I think they had just like Meteor Meteor Meteora had came out, and yep. then um. And then by the end of primary school, that was when I heard. Um, that was when I think Lincoln Park released the uh, their. Uh, I would say their like their most the their career changing album, which was Minutes to Midnight. Which I would say like I think for me that that was a really good album to like uh, be exposed to. Well, I think I only listened to a few songs of that album, but I remember listening to that song and like like the song uh, what i've done and shadow of the D- shadow of the day yeah yeah and it was interesting because growing up like i was like i, I was exposed to like two facets to them like which was like the new metal kind of side of them yep. and then you have a song like what i've done which is very like kind of alternative ish like alternative kind of rockish less less metally cool and so i think I-, I think actually that actually changed the way i saw music actually i think unknowingly uh, it changed the way i saw music where i oh, think yeah. I always felt like from that point on, I never understood why people only liked artists for one particular genre. Like, okay, I I think I think from there, like that was what kind of changed my kind of perspective. But then, yeah. Anyway, fast forward. I went to high school anyway, and that's when, that's when I really got into like rock music and metal and progressive rock and all that kind of stuff. Like I remember listening to bands like Nirvana, yeah. the Foo Fighters, Red Hot Chili cool. Peppers, nice. um, Porcupine Tree, yeah. Dream cool. Theater. So it was a lot of uh, a lot of good a lot of good music that I was exposed to by my friends. So I was I was very blessed in that yeah. sense. Cool. And I think that I guess that was like the initial I, I think I'd say those were the initial kind of artists that really um yeah inspired me for sure. Nice. Um, right. so, good. but how about, how about you, man? Like, what was your first, uh, few sources of inspiration? Yeah. So I, I go back. Yeah. My, my first sources of inspiration go back to, I would say growing up really. So yeah, I, 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 I probably took the same route as you. I started learning piano <laughs> at eight, eight years old. Oh yeah. Wow, really? Oh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, never made it past grade one. Was <laughs> you only did for one year? No, I did it. I did grade one for a few years, man. Wow. Yeah, never made oh, it past grade one. <laughs> took up took up recorder because it was a compulsory subject at school. Music. Oh really? Yeah, I I I loved recorder for at most one day, and after that I hated it because. <laughs> Yeah, we had to play. We had to practice that thing, and we had to write yeah. songs with that thing. And I yeah. was just not into recorder. Just it's not. You couldn't get girls of that. Yes, and everyone was, was the... playing it. It was yeah. It was pretty lame. By the time I finished <laughs> primary school, 
And I remember my dad having really good taste in music. He yeah. was into the Eagles. He was into mm-hmm. Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was into Bob Dylan. So oh, okay. He, he, yeah, he was into Dire Straits. Uh, ah. So he yeah he, a lot of like guitar, a lot of guitar driven. Yeah, I, I would say very guitar driven kind of music actually. Yeah, that's right. Cause cause my dad was a guitarist in his previous life. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I I think he did it to woo my mom, and after that he <laughs> he just I put guess it, it worked. He just put it away, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> he he did what he needed to do. Yeah. He did. He, he accomplished like, his goal. He's yeah, like, it's like done. Okay, my job's done. And my mom's like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, oh, that's funny. But enter high school, and well, the first part of high school was, yeah, I was a bit of a nerd in high school. I didn't really nerd. listen to popular music back then. Back then, I was oh, in, yeah. I was into Discovery Channel. And what? Yeah, I was into. Damn, you were you really? Damn, you I, really were a nerd. I I, I love documentaries. <laughs> hey, I was a poet. I used to write Europe. I used to write poetry about the forest. You were a poet. About, was a po- <laughs> about nature, about about that you were you were you were on the way to becoming a a prog rocker singer. I don't know, man. <laughs> singing I don't about, know. It, it, singing it, about whales. It, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't on my. Uh, it wasn't on my windscreen at that time. I just thought I'll, I'll so be a, a writer, a poet, uh, an out, an outcast. You know. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, back in the day, the guys the guys were into wrestling WWF, oh, and okay. the girls right, were into right. MTV. And I heard, oh, I heard, I heard, I heard a chock full of bands that the boys used to play. Yeah. Uh, they used oh, to yeah. listen to Green Day, Corn, Metallica. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, Marilyn Manson. Huh? yeah. Um, Oh, listen. he was like, oh, he was rat, like he. Um, I didn't know he was that popular in that. Oh, time. he was huge. Yeah, they used okay. they used to play um his 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 breakout album, Mechanical Animals. Oh. They used to play that all oh, okay. the time. And uh, okay, I was like, whoa, what is this satanic music, man? <laughs> what is this satanic yeah. music? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it definitely is the kind of music that like your parents would like, you know, take out your CD and burn it in the rubbish bin kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely not the. <laughs> yeah, well, so that that was the music that my peers listened to at that time, and yeah. for the girls, for my sister in particular, they they were really into boy bands. Oh so yeah, you had the Backstreet oh, yeah. Boys. Oh yeah, that would have been. You had NSYNC. You had oh yeah, that was the era. That was the yeah, era. Yeah, you had Aaron that Carter, and then 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 there were these pop divas as well: Britney Spears, your Christina oh. Aguilera. Oh uh, yeah, the late nineties. Yeah, late nineties stuff. Late. Yeah, back back when they were all still like sixteen and nineteen years old, and at the peak, at their prime. Yeah, yeah. before everything started going downhill. But <laughs> yeah, so well, you know, like some of them are doing all right. I think Christina Aguilar's got a, you know, she's she's done well for her career. Yeah, I think. Yeah, she's she's still all right, but she can actually sing. So, oh, <laughs> yeah. So, enter sixteen years old. That that oh, magical yeah. age of sixteen years old, when I'm like, you yeah. know what? I'm gonna check out some of this music that my my peers are listening to, and oh yeah. 
one of the first bands I I got into from memory is Limp Biscuit. Oh gosh. And, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm I'm tired of all this bubblegum pop, all this manufactured sounding <laughs> melodies. Oh yeah. And to me, Limp Biscuit was like the most rebellious and ugliest and non-conformist music that I could find back then. Yeah, which, they they which was <laughs> ironic because they were huge on the, on MTV at that time. But somehow, I, yeah, I, I I identified with them as being like the yeah the ugly nobody loves me kind of music that. I thought, hey, I, I, <laughs> no, could, I could relate to this. Yeah. I, I can relate to that feeling. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Man, bro. <laughs> so, so I, yeah, I remember back in those days, uh, that there was no music streaming back in those days. And oh, yeah. everyone used Napster. Yeah. Oh, right. That was like pre, uh, pre-LimeWire days. Yeah, pre-LimeWire days. So, yeah. Uh, Damn. I had, I had friends and they used this software called Nero Burning Room and they would download Oh, I remember that. You remember that? Oh wow. I think well, I don't think I remember it, but I remember I remember hearing about it. Yeah. I, I, I can't okay. remember I but I remember uh, hearing about th- that brand Nero or whatever. Okay. And my friends used to download MP3s. Back in the uh, day yeah. when MP3s were a thing, they used to download MP3s <laughs> and burn it onto CDs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So one C D had twenty MP3s. Mm-hmm. All of different bands, and that's yeah. how I got to know the various different bands. And yeah, I I started with new metal, so it was oh. Limp Biscuit, Papa Roach, Corn, oh, yeah. Linkin yeah, Park. Yeah, a lot of. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that was definitely the era. Yeah. Definitely the era. I I remember listening to Linkin Park, and I was oh, like, yeah. wow, I never heard anyone scream like that, especially after yeah, listening I, to yeah. One Step Closer. I was like, "Oh yeah, wow! This this guy's scream is is really something." Yeah, yeah. It's like it's it's. I think it was one of the first times that I actually appreciated screaming. Oh really? Because yeah, he, he. I I thought his screaming was really well placed, and it had soul. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, that's true. I think screaming is definitely like a. Uh, I think when it's done right. Like in the right context, it sounds so good and it's so like satisfying to hear. Yeah, like that's it. You literally, you literally feel like your guts being ripped out when yeah. you hear that. Yeah, and when, when done well and done tastefully, it really, it really sp- speaks something to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, I remember, Lincoln Park when they when they first broke through MTV. And it became huge. Yeah. It it really was something. I I will I remember when they first played at the MTV VMAs back in two thousand one. Oh yeah, and they were just like a rising star, just going higher yeah. and higher. And they would release all these music videos. These um, yeah, these really interesting music videos. I remember the music video for In the End. That was that was pretty weird. It had oh yeah. It had a whale flying in the sky. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember seeing that music video. That was uh yeah. That was interesting. It's pretty random, but I, yeah, I think yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think it. I don't think. I don't know if I thought it was random. I think it was. I, I was just like, oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Maybe when, when you maybe when you're in primary school as well, like anything that's like okay. Yeah, yeah. I guess you I can just, suspend uh, your disbelief better. 
when you're in primary school still you can still do that yeah, yeah. you're a little bit more open-minded i think yeah so yeah that, that was new metal but i mm-hmm. also got into pop punk i was really into pop punk was yeah, yeah that the year the ages of 16 and 17 was the time i really got into green day when they yep. when they released their album of greatest hits back then they called it their international super hits so, oh okay yeah. what year was that oh that was i would say 2001 uh, Ah, yeah. so that was like right so that's like the um so that was like classic or what people would consider like quote like the dookie era of um oh, it, was, Green Day. it was a bit after dookie so it was after but is it like that that like um the it was like the blue strat like kind of phase Kind of thing like the oh yeah the early I can't I can't early. remember but it was um, it was the year after Warning was released yeah oh, okay yeah so that was two thousand one and they released that yeah and with that album I got to know songs from all their previous albums from Dookie right. from Nimrod from Warning yeah 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 it was it was great yeah it's like that 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 is that was and that that is the music of my youth really the music of growing yeah. up yeah yeah and and being rebellious That's... and not and not giving <laughs> a fudge about it, anything yeah oh uh, yeah and i think it's it's pretty interesting how um i was just thinking how like because what like the re- the albums that you were referencing as far as green day yeah it's interesting because at least when i was growing up like the first green day record i ever heard was american idiot oh wow yeah, which was like that's like, like which a lot of like well, a lot of Green Day fans would say, oh, that's like the new like um, the that's new like the Green new, Day. sort of the sort of newish era of the, Green yeah, Day, but new, it's like funny because like, at least yeah, yeah. Whereas at least for me, I was like, I was like, that's like the first like um, like that whole record like American Idiot. Like yeah. I remember the number of like I remember listening to songs like Wake Up, Wake Me Up When September Ends, Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Obviously the the title song American Idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, uh, there was another one. Um, Holiday, stuff like that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was some really good songs yeah. on that album. That's, that's what I and like about that. Green Day, uh, really. They, they, yeah. they have really simple instrumentation, but they write really good songs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I think that's... I, I think it's testament to the fact that, like, yeah, I think it's a true testament to that. Like, it, it's kind of the same band, really. Like, I don't think they've really changed that as far as, yeah. like... And, and to me, that, um, that's all that matters, yeah. really. It's that yeah, for sure. write good songs that, yeah, just just last forever, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Speaking, of, speaking of writing songs, I think um, that's, like, a place where you can have, like, uh, where inspiration comes into play, you know, where sometimes you might be inspired to write a song. Yeah. So, I mean, for you anyway, um, when it comes to writing, like, what do you, what inspires you to write music? Or, like, where do you get your inspiration from, like, for a song or something like that? Because I think that, I think that's definitely something that um, I get asked a lot sometimes, where people ask me, like, like, how do you come up with a song, Josh? Like, how do you, like, you know what I mean? Like, and it's a very, like, because I think there's this, like, this great mystery of what a song like where do you where does a song come from like especially when you're not in the not say when you're not in the know but if you're not in the know of things 
like in terms of writing i think it's it's definitely like it seems like this like like i don't know dark art or some kind of like mystery magic that happens and just pop a song out yeah yeah that's right yeah and a lot of yeah i find quite a few people think that way it's it's some kind of yeah mystery yeah and to me yeah it 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 kind of makes sense why it's a mystery because i i can't tell myself okay today i'm gonna write a rock song and i'm gonna sit down and bang out a rock song because right it it doesn't work like that i would say (coughs) yeah and inspiration comes in the most random of ways i'll I'll be i'll be in the shower and i would be (laughs) yeah a melody would just come out of nowhere really yeah yeah or that that, that definitely happens as well yeah or i'll i'll be playing guitar and i'll be trying to learn a new song and okay yeah i would be like okay this this is getting a bit hard i'm just gonna take a break and just noodle around and yeah when i'm noodling around or when i'm learning a new song and i don't I don't play it exactly. Somehow, yeah. another riff seems to kind of emerge from it. Oh yeah, and that that that's happened to me before as well. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's like a moment of serendipity. You, you just yeah, you just don't know where it came from, but you know that, hey, this this sounds pretty cool. And yeah. I, and I have I have to record it. I have to write it down. And yeah. A lot of riffs come that way for me. Yeah. And and melodies yeah, melodies sometimes come when I'm recording guitar, when I'm recording guitar instrumental and I'm yeah. like, "Oh, let's try sing sing this." And I yeah. sing it and I'm, "Oh, yeah. It it works." So, yeah. Yeah, and and sometimes it comes from jamming with people. I remember back in my uni days when I used to jam in the 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 college mu- music room, and my friend oh, would, yeah. my friend would be like, oh check out this riff I wrote, and he oh, would just yeah. play a riff play play I'm like, oh hang on let me sing to that, and I would just sing oh yeah and I'll, and we would be like hey that works and we got a song, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no that's cool man yeah so how how about you how does your inspiration drive you to come up with a song really right yeah yeah i think for me inspiration is like yeah i think i think you hit the nail on the head i think it really comes out of nowhere sometimes like it's yeah it's really weird like i can i think for me i think i'll i i can uh, i think I'll, with this particular topic i think i'll approach it from the point of view of like a singer because i think a lot of times when it comes to inspiration lyrics tend to be like the thing where i find inspiration Right. Definitely, um, plays comes to play. Lyrics. Although, like that cool. happen, it though it comes into play with also with like guitar stuff as well. Like for me, when it comes to inspiration, it it kind of varies. Like sometimes I will, yeah, like I might be playing guitar and I'll just kind of be messing around and I might f- stumble upon a chord that I don't know what it is. Or I think um, fair enough. I don't know how to explain it. Sometimes, like literally, actually, like an hour ago. Yeah. I was just jamming on like this like um I was jamming on the key on like this key like this keyboard sound. Yeah. And I started writing this whole and I basically wrote this whole like really like dark electro song that kind oh, of yeah. like 
like that mixes like but like it, it's so like it's like it has the aesthetic of a elect like an, an electronic sound like an electronic song but right the melody and the chords behind it are super progressive like they're oh, like okay. a lot of diminished chords in there which is like kind of cool but like interesting it, huh. i think for me it, it sometimes it comes from a sound as well like sometimes a sound might inspire you like you might happen upon like a different kind of combination of pedals maybe or yeah yeah sure or a different kind of um tone or again like yeah just like a different or you might stumble upon a, a chord that you d- like and you kind of just it's like almost like the domino effect where you kind of hear where it's it goes yeah and you just like it you just execute it you're not even like you kind of just hear it there and i think that happens to me sometimes like musically right. um okay. sometimes um with sometimes with guitar stuff as well like i might be listening to a song as well and i might hear a riff and i'll be like wow i really like the way i might listen to a song and i think i like the scent like there's something about the music that i really like cool and i'll, I'll try to like kind of not copy it but um, but try to like internalize the song yeah. almost like so like i'll listen to a song if i really like a song so this is gonna sound really weird but i'll li- if i really like a song and i'm inspired by it i'll listen to it for like 10 times straight over and over oh, again wow. like really <laughs> okay. like i'll soak this i'll i'll literally soak the song into yeah. my soul basically yeah and yeah, try yeah. to like internalize it because at least for me I-, I think i'm also like i have a very like addictive personality i think in terms of like once I found something I love, I can't like. Uh, let it go. I, I, like it's yeah, I can't let it go. That sounds real. <laughs> I, I feel like now people are like wow, Josh. Like is that how you treat like your relationships with <laughs> <laughs> possessive? But um, yeah, so possessive. No, um, but <laughs> but no, like uh, but yeah, I'll listen to a song for like ten times straight or how many times, and then I'll just kind of let that inspiration flow out of me and then from there i like i guess i'll just mess around with the guitar and see what happens um right and yeah like sometimes and it might be also like i think i might discover an artist that i'll hear it and i'll be like wow there's something about this artist that is so different or there's something interesting about them that i haven't heard before right like and there and i might want to try to capture that same sentiment so like there's definitely certain artists that at least in my mind like that i can say for sure that like oh the, that particular artist really changed like the way i saw music um that's cool but yeah i think yeah but that's like yeah that's musically um lyrically oh that's another like i i feel like lyrics like where lyrical inspiration comes from is like a whole other like ball game like right okay. i'll i think it it definitely comes from my own kind of experiences when it comes to lyrics. Right. Like it's usually like, I don't know if it's like heartbreak or whatever. If I've experienced heartbreak, then I might be inspired by that. Yeah. And yeah. that might, or, or if I fall in love, that might inspire a thing. Yeah. It, I think it's very like, um, event driven okay. in the sense that something needs to happen in my life to cause me to like need, like, I think, um, I remember a quote by John Mayer where he was saying that you can't want a song for the sake of wanting song. Like you have to have this innate like need for a song. Like you need to write the song to get it off like your chest and to like try and try to, I guess like for me, it's like putting words to 
a feeling that's in my heart, yeah, I guess. And okay. that's definitely something that that's for me lyrically. Yeah. Like lyrically, that definitely is something that, um, I guess that's one way lyrics come from. Sometimes lyrics just come randomly. Like sometimes like I'll literally be walking to the toilet and I'll think of an idea. I'll be like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> like, and so I have to like, be really <laughs> like, I have to be really subtle about things. I, yeah. I have a trick. I have a small trick that, for you guys that if you have an idea and you want to record on your phone but you're in public or you feel very awkward here's a trick that you can do you pull out your phone and you set the record app on right and then you put it next to your like ear and so you look like you're on the phone right and <laughs> basically you just hum the melody right there and that's <laughs> yeah. it and like because at that point people are probably think oh he's probably like waiting for something you know but like you kind of yeah. just hum it at least I don't know at least yeah. that's a little trick for you guys if you if you ever feel self conscious about doing it I would say that's a good trick if you yeah. wanna that's pretty you know discreet. record ideas without without feeling weird or at least at least that's something I've done but yeah, um, fair enough but yeah but yeah so, but yeah like um, where else do lyrics come from I think as well like sometimes um, a lot of the times like at least for me lyrically it it usually comes from my own life so. Or like events happening in my life, um, cool. or I mean, yeah. Usually that's the case as far as lyrics. Sometimes it might also be. Sometimes as well, like there are situations where I might be thinking about something like conceptually, right? Um, and usually for me, it happens like if I'm driving or if I'm walking somewhere, and I think sometimes. I guess my mind tends to, I guess, wander a bit and yeah. kind of like think about a lot of deep, deep things, you know, okay. I might think about life, thinking life? about, you know, yeah, like, I don't know. I, I tend to think about very, it sounds really pretentious at this point, but, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> like, I I tend to think of, yeah, like I, I, I tend to think about a lot of things. Like I tend to think about, you know, like, um, like purpose in life and, and just life in general and yeah, yeah. um you know time and how getting older you know, precious not really that i think for me it's more not of yet. like <laughs> yeah not as old as you so i'm fine i'm doing good um You're getting there no but i i tend to think I, I tend to think of like um when i think of time it's more like i tend to think of it's more like life and death almost like i think the older you wow. get the more yeah, I think because I think the older you get, the more you're exposed to this idea of like death. Not not to get super morbid, like, but I think definitely I think, like all the all the younger listeners are like, what? What the heck? What like is that? What happens when you get become an adult? Yeah, that's what happens. You 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 yeah. You know, but <laughs> in all seriousness, I think like, and I think it's also, I feel like everyone at some point, like, especially when you get older. Like, especially, I think when you get to your 20s, I think that's when the idea that death becomes, like, a, like, it becomes a thought that lingers. Mm. Like, it's, it's, like, if, say, like, a friend passes away or, oh, a, yeah. like, a relative passes away um, or someone you know, like, a friend or a friend, like, their friend or someone, their relative passes away or something, like, yeah. I think that definitely becomes like that definitely becomes more in the forefront of your mind sometimes when the older you get and so i think that's something that i sometimes think about that stuff but a lot of times i think 
I always come back to that same idea of how life is very is short. It is short. And yeah. yeah. And the idea is to make the most of it. I think that that concept is something that definitely is very prevalent lyrically for me. I tend to oh, yeah. like writing about that. But um but yeah, like but yeah, anyways, that that got really dark, but <laughs> but uh <laughs> But yeah, anyways, but Getting yeah, lyrics. Older. Yeah, sometimes yeah. but yeah, sometimes it's just it's comes from my own thoughts. Sometimes actually it's from a book actually, like um a book like The Alchemist, for example. I think okay. I've ref- I've talked about this in a previous episode, but okay. yeah, a book like The Alchemist, um that that's definitely inspired me lyrically before or you know, um I've always I've heard of, you know, singers like like John Foreman, for example, he's always inspired by a lot of C.S. Lewis's work. Um cool. so even like books as well, like or or even movies, you know, like, I think, like, the, the, I think that's one of the cool things about lyric writing is that you literally can get inspiration from almost anything. Like, yep. I think the main thing is, the, the, main, the main trick to getting inspiration, though, is being open to the inspiration. And I think, I think it comes over time where you're not open to like i don't like think i don't like when people like you're oh you're open to the ether of like you know or the or you're open to the universes like whatever whatever inspiration but i think like i kind of think of it like you're you're opening almost like you're you're a lot more not self-conscious but you're definitely more cognizant of deeper things i think once you start really writing lyrics you start to really start being more cognizant of your own thoughts and your own kind of um even your own life you know, you become more cognizant of everything and so right. i think that really translates into lyrics at least for me that's the yeah, case yeah um i don't know how it is for other people but at least for me that's the case um cool but yeah that's you know for me that's how lyrics i think come about and then um you know like the usual like i, I like with melodies like that yeah again i experience the same thing where i'll be in the shower yep and i'll think of a melody and i'll be like i'll be midway through so i'll be like dang it i have to like so i, like, I end up having to like hum the melody over and over yeah, again yeah while i'm in the shower and it kind of gets a bit annoying after a while because yeah. i'm like damn i wish i could just record this idea right now okay so like i'm like oh. but uh so like the minute i'm done showering i just run i run out and just like quickly record my phone and then i go about the rest of my day yeah um so but yeah i think that's i mean yeah at least off the top of my head anyway those are kind of i guess that's how lyrics can like or how inspiration like for me when it comes to songwriting that's where inspiration can start is stuff like that um yep but i think i would say inspiration like for some of you guys that um think to yourself like oh i'm not you know, I don't really think deep stuff like that. Like, I, like, it's like, does that mean I can't write songs? I, I don't think that's the case. Like, everyone, I think, uh, and I hope this comes across, like, this podcast is that, like, creativity and inspiration really is unique to everyone. Like, cool. everyone kind of, like, the process, like, there are definitely, I would say there's definitely certain processes that are similar, but in terms of the actual, like, how an idea comes into your brain i think it's very unique to everyone in some capacity i would say yeah everyone's different everyone derives inspiration from different things so yeah definitely yeah but um yeah yeah i know but 
Uh, yeah, and, and our the way we express our inspiration a yeah. lot of time comes from what we listen to, really. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I, I, I'd say like um, when you listen to your own music, you definitely you definitely can hear your... It, it's interesting, actually. I think like there's like kind of like two perspectives, the way you interpret your music versus the way other people interpret your music. Yeah. Like for me, I'll write a song and I'll think to myself... I might think to myself, oh, wow, that sounds a lot like that artist, right? Yeah, that's and right. Then when, like, and then when a friend hears it, they're like, oh, that's a cool song. But I don't mention it. And then they're like, and I'm like, oh, okay. And then they'll say, oh, it reminds you of this. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I'm like, I didn't, I wasn't even thinking of that when I was writing it. Yeah, I, I had and a, that's yeah, the, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's cool. And that's the crazy thing. Yeah. Uh, Art uh, is uh, so yeah. like. I had a similar experience once as well. I, I recorded an instrumental with a friend. And yeah, I yeah, was pretty pleased with it. Um, had yeah. all these spaced out effects with, uh, yeah, guitar guitar synths and everything. And I showed it to yeah. a friend in the car. And this friend was like, hang on, hey, it sounds like Radiohead. And, are you talking about me? <laughs> are you talking about me? Wow. That, that, wow, that was very like passive aggressive. I, I, <laughs> I think it was you. I'm pretty sure that was me because I'm like this. So, like this story sounds so familiar. Like why do I like? And then the minute you say Radiohead, I'm like, oh wait, he's talking about and, me. And, <laughs> and I said, and I said to this friend. Oh, actually, I said it to you. I said, yeah. well, my my friend who played the guitar, he he has no clue of who Radiohead is, which is. Very interesting, because yeah, I think yeah, because I, I, you yeah, have you have someone yeah. who who only listens to classic rock, Led Zeppelin, oh, yeah, yeah. Deep Purple, yeah, yeah. and only recently U two, and he's playing all these right. ideas and and riffs, and you yeah. have another person like yourself listening to it <laughs> and and it sounds like radio yeah, <laughs> I- interpreting it in a different way which i, I thought yeah. is, is very interesting it it almost yeah. seems to me that there is there's almost like a a common bond or a common glue that kind of binds all these musicians from different ages and different yeah. times and and they seem to be emitting a I don't know a universal vibe of goodness. Like I'm sure. I guess so. I'm I mean, sh- I'm sure Radiohead listened to a lot of Led Zeppelin as well. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, they're both British, so yeah, I mean, I'm sure right. that. So, <laughs> not to say that all British music are is the same because there's. Yeah. I have to say, I, I have to put this set the record straight. I feel like British music, like, in terms of like, the history of like the last like since the '60s, I feel like the British have always had at least one like i've always been at the top of their game as far as music yeah yeah i mean the beatles led zeppelin black sabbath come on like queen that's right like (laughs) like like the the band like i'd say the the four bands that most people reference as far as like one of the great like some of the greatest rock bands of our time most of them are british or like at least half of them are british which is that's funny to me yeah they (laughs) they don't call it a british invasion for nothing yeah, and, and just... we've had a few British invasions now. Yeah. First in the sixties, and then in in the early nineties with the whole Britpop thing. Oh yeah, yeah. that's true. That's then true. With Radiohead, Oasis. Yeah. 
It's so it's always those Brits, man. <laughs> Them Brits. Them pubs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think going back to what um, we were just talking about, I think yeah, I, I think, I think that's one of the cool things about music. Actually, to be honest, is that where how someone interprets music is so different. Like it's so yeah. different. Like and it's so it's unique true. to everyone. Yeah, um and I think right. that's uh I, I think that's why like music is so interesting is that there's it's like there's no right or wrong, it's just whatever sounds cool. Yeah, and I would say there's there's a million different ways to interpret music and to express yeah. music. Mm-hmm. And someone who has had a background in music theory would have yeah. a different way of interpreting music compared to someone like myself who has very yeah. limited knowledge of music theory. Are you, are you talking about me again? No, no, myself this time. <laughs> myself, myself. Oh, my, okay. I was, no, you, no, you were talking about like the person that has like music yeah, theory. It's yeah. like, are you talking about me again? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I can only use that trick once, so. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, this guy's yeah. really yeah. like on a roll today. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, damn, did like something happen today? Yeah, like, <laughs> like I, like, yeah, like I would be playing guitar for a worship song we'd be doing in church. And oh, yeah. one of the guys would come up to me and he would ask me, so where did you learn that riff? Because uh, I looked up YouTube and I, I couldn't find any tutorials or any lessons on that riff. And mm. I, I would say, oh, I, I just made it up. I just, <laughs> I just played yeah. whatever felt right and that was the lick. And he's like, mm-hmm. are you serious? I'm like, yeah. It's like, oh, how, how do you do that? Where do you get that from? I said, I, I don't know. Space. I, I just, I just feel it, and I just. It came I from just, my brain. Yeah, it just, it just, I just worked, worked it out. Yeah, there, <laughs> there really is no other way to say it, and I'm sure for you, Josh, you've experienced moments like like that as well when people ask you, oh, how, how did you come up with this, or how did you play it like that? Right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think like, yeah, most of the time I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's, that's usually my response is like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, somewhere. But yeah, I, de- I think definitely, uh, yeah, that, yeah that, that's a good point. I, I think, yeah, usually when that happens, it's usually, I'm just like, I don't know. I just thought whatever. Yeah. It's usually like, I feel like, um, yeah, it's definitely a, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird how things like that. I guess it just comes from like, you know what your tendencies are as far as like a musician like i think it's interesting people talk about how certain like like it's like oh that's a bb king lick or that's a that's yeah. a hendrixy lick or that's like a i don't know that's like a, a jimmy page kind of style riff or whatever and it's interesting when people say that because i think a lot of times style is really born out of just what like the culmination of what that musician's inspired by you know yeah yeah so i'm sure like you take a you take a guitar player like uh like jimmy page for example a lot of his influences were all blues guys yeah and so but like there's a much harder edge to his kind of blues in a way and that's yeah. kind of what creates his style is that he's mixing these two kind of things together you know and i think actually like i think that's one of the things that I feel like that's what a lot of musicians like do per se is that it's all um a mixture of uh of different genres. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, like I think, and like you, you can look at like artists, like for example, like Queen, for example, like they basically yep. mixed, you know, they mixed uh, genres like, like they mixed like progressive rock with like operatic rock and like and like so many different styles. And you have an artist like um, Nirvana, for example, right? Yep. Everyone references them as how they're like, it's like the Beatles got swallowed by Black Flag. Like, yeah. like it's so like it's so loud and aggressive, but there's like a, like there's a melody to it that's catchy, and I think yeah. that's something that, um, so many uh, I think that happens. I think every, I think that's how at least for me anyway. I I think that's what I'm I'm always aiming for is, is really uh, yeah, like mixing. I'm trying to find ways to take things from other genres and mix it into an another kind of not genre but kind of take it and use it in the context of something else yeah and i think that's where yeah. i think that's where style is born is when you you take these different like licks and inspiration and you mix it all together into this melting pot of like of styles and that that creates your own unique style and yeah i think yeah. that that definitely i think and i think i I think most musicians, I think that happens with most musicians, or at least musicians that are, like, I would say have a much wider scope of things that they listen to, which actually, that's yeah. one thing I'm, I, I think that's actually something that, I don't know if we're, we're going to talk about today, but I definitely think that, um, we and we might talk about this in another episode, but yeah, sure. I always think that the best thing you can do as a musician is to listen to as much like as many different kinds of music as you can yeah yeah you know i think like and not to say like you shouldn't like you know listen to what you like because of course like if you like i don't know death metal music then how about it you know you can listen to it as much as you want but um you know for me i think um as a songwriter as someone that wants to create something different and unique um I think that uh, the best thing you can do is to cr is to try to listen to s other kinds of music and get inspiration from that. Yeah, and not even That's like, and idea. it might not even be. You might not necessarily be taking, like, you might not be consciously taking inspiration from a particular kind of, um, you know, genre, but like you there's there's you might take something like a little tiny nugget or a tiny facet off that genre and once you when you put it into another genre it's almost like you're putting on like a new suit on that genre you know it's like a whole yeah, a brand cool. new kind of thing you know and it's and when it's in that different context anyway it's completely different you know and I, and you see that from many like of the greatest bands of our time you know you look at a band like the police for example right yeah they mixed reggae with like almost like punk music basically like it was like fast-paced reggae music basically yeah you know <laughs> you yeah. know like or like you take a band like um like rage against the machine their band that mixes like hip-hop and rock music and yeah. punk music and it's like this really like awesome combo that you get and i think that that only comes from when you're listening to different kinds of music and yeah. being 
open to that because I think you know a lot of times I think I would argue like so I don't I don't know if you've ever faced this but I I always run into people and this is kind of a I don't know I might go into a rant about this right now but I you always hear people being like oh yeah I listen to all kinds of music except this genre and this genre and then ah. I'm like I'm just like then you don't listen to all kinds of music. Then. That's yeah. I'm like, that's an oxymoron. Like that doesn't make any sense. Like you can't say you listen to all kinds of music, but you also, but you don't Except like listening to for, like, yeah. Yeah. Like it's just funny to me. And I'm like, I think that's something that is, it's very fascinating to me when I hear that. So I don't know, but yeah, I, I but yeah, that, that's definitely something um, I would recommend anyway, any artist is to, yeah, listen to, as much different kinds of music as you can because i think that will definitely inspire you for sure 100 percent. like if not if not for anything you'll hopefully gain an appreciation for another kind of genre and i think that's that's a win in my opinion yeah and and as and as much as i hate to say this but um (laughs) billy corgan he he loves miley cyrus and I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't know what you like about Miley Cyrus, and but he apparently he likes her voice, and he likes yeah. her her music, and he not too long ago played a cover of Wrecking Ball. So oh yeah, I'm hearing that. Yeah, it's just an illustration of of what we were talking about about listening to very very different styles of music. So when we take the Smashing yeah. Pumpkins for example, Billy Corgan mm. was really into The Cure for example, the, or the Smiths. Oh, yeah. And his early music reflected a lot of that kind of dark yeah, yeah. sound. He, his, his guitars were really chorus, chorusy, and yeah, and he, he, he even used a, a Roland JC, JC120. Which oh, was, the jazz amp. Yeah, which was the jazz the chorus 120, which is like the amp that the police used to use for that really nice stereo chorus sound and oh yeah yeah and to think that uh, billy corgan also used to listen to a lot of pink floyd and he yep. and he used to listen to a lot of black sabbath and that's where they get that yep. heavy guitar sound from and oh yeah think i think that was like um he referenced that as like i'm um i think in an interview he said that like they were trying to sound like Black Sabbath with like big muffs. Yeah. Like I think that was like that was the story of like how they were like trying to get that sound yeah, anyway. Yeah. But it's it's interesting to to see how their music is a blend of so many different influences. And and yeah. to think that that the drummer Jimmy Chamberlain has a jazz background as well. So he's able to oh, yeah. combine all the subtleties of jazz drumming with the power and rage of rock drumming so it's yeah it's very interesting and, and everyone has yeah. everyone has a story to tell i would say every musician mm-hmm. has a background has influences has yeah. artists that they were inspired by and it's you you get it you get individuals really with a whole history of blending their listening preferences and and their source of, of inspiration and creating mm-hmm. new material that that you can tell where the inspiration is coming from, but it's a completely new thing. And yeah. I, I find that very it's very refreshing in a sort of way because every now and then you get a you get an artist that takes what has been there before and adds mm-hmm. their own twist to it. 
and creates yeah. something completely new, which was what happened with the whole rock and roll genre and, and the whole yeah. classic rock genre. It was basically just souped up blues music. And, yeah. <laughs> and when you look at the roots of blues music, it, it came from, yeah. from people in the Southern United States who yeah. only had, yeah, uh, an acoustic guitar or they didn't even have an acoustic guitar. They just took a broom and they put some wires on it and that was their guitar. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it, it's, it really, I guess what drew these rock and roll musicians to the blues was just the sheer emotion of it. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And it was, it was really coming from within their, within their souls, really within their deep oppressed souls. Yeah. From from the cotton plantations and yeah, yeah. That that's the kind of music that that is real. I would say it's it's yeah. It's a really earthy, emotional kind of music. That's yeah, yeah. That traces of it even though modern music today is has probably strayed a bit away from the blues uh, uh, i would say a little a little bit (laughs) (laughs) i would i would would, uh i I would argue yeah but but i would say yeah like good music really as you were mentioning josh like it just it just yeah it it just comes out of a need to express that music, yeah. Which, which, yeah, probably came from a life experience or a life event. And yeah. there was this, there was this video I was watching, not not too long ago about why or how Disney classics of the '90s were so effective in their yeah. presentation and delivery because they they stuck mm. to a formula whereby if the character was so full of emotion that he could not contain it anymore and he could not express it in in just in mere words he just burst out into song right you, you had these you had these musical passages from from movies like beauty and the beast from aladdin oh, yeah. from the lion king and and these these Classics. characters yeah and these characters were not just were not just singing for singing's sake they they had something to oh, say yeah. So when yeah. when when Simba pondered ab- upon the future of being a king, and bossing the the bird around, he he didn't just <laughs> he just he didn't just say it. He really sang it. He proclaimed it. Yeah. The melody. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and with with Belle stepping out into into the world and with with a desire to learn and a desire to be understood as not just a pretty girl but a girl who has a mind who wants to speak her mind and wants to express something that's more than just skin deep beauty really she had to, she had yeah. to sing about it she 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 couldn't lecture the people about it cuz that would be boring but she, yeah. she had to sing about <laughs> it and she had to express it and and in the same way i feel that a lot of the artists that we listen to are are really singing about their life experiences where the experiences at times could be so intense and be yeah. so yeah when i think about billy corgan and how some of his most endearing songs to me was were songs about his 
special needs brother or yeah. about the time when he was abused as a kid and so, some mm-hmm. of these experiences really translated into beautiful songs that yeah make, make me go you know I, i'm sorry for what happened to you man when you were abused as a kid or you had a brother with special disabilities but man thank you for expressing it in art because that's yeah. really something that i could uh, i couldn't experience and if you if you hadn't expressed it i wouldn't have i wouldn't have felt it that way compared yeah. to if, if someone was just telling me about child abuse or about yeah um, disability in the family um it yeah. would it would make for a great story but to put into song and to have words yeah. and lyrics and melodies it just it just i would say it just enhances the, the whole experience really and yeah it's definitely. it's interesting how when when billy sings the song the psalm you 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 look at the crowd and some of them are in tears e- even though yeah. they they may not have the same experience but because the song it's a good song and at the same time it it, it it's talking about a traumatic experience and mm. yeah you, you just they just can't help it and and all all the tears come out really so yeah 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 it's yeah. it's really something so i would say yeah 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 i, I would say we we are in, we we gather our inspiration from memories and from feelings of yeah. what we've gone through and yeah 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 and and i would say when when drawing from experiences um, to all you listeners out there it's, it's not just about listening to your favorite music and listening to the artists as well it's 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 really about what you're listening to and how it relates to what you're going through and yeah definitely and and how that made you feel and mm-hmm. then giving something back to the whole world by writing your own music about yeah. how you felt about what you were going through and what you were listening to and yeah that and that that's how the whole art of music perpetuates itself really it's a, a whole collection yeah. of human experiences put down in lyrics and songs yeah. yeah i think it's like that connection of when i guess it's that feeling of empathy right where yeah. you're able to connect over something that even though the situations are completely different maybe like they might be completely different but they like there's there's a common emotion there that for some reason like you that's that you can connect over and i think that's something that um i think that's ultimately what people connect over i mean yeah, yeah. you can you'll definitely connect over like i mean if the situation is very similar then for sure but um you know i think at the root of it it's really this shared experience of emotions that where you you have this feeling of wow i'm not the only person that feels this way yeah you know? that's right yeah and i think yeah. that's that that feeling is so powerful where when you feel like wow i'm not the only one that feels this way about heartbreak or uh, of loss or um of joy or stuff like that all these different kinds of emotions yeah that feeling when you feel like someone's recognizing that hey you're also not the only one that feels this way and that you're not alone in this um i think that that's so powerful you know so it is yeah yeah, it is it's 
yeah it's it's cool and you know it's definitely something that um yeah there's definitely been songs at least for me and i'm sure it's the same with you aaron like um at least in our time where and even now like there's definitely certain songs that i listen to that definitely strike a nerve you know and definitely strike yeah. a chord in me and i definitely will you know start to feel certain emotions and i think that's the thing that I think that's the thing that ultimately drives us musicians is that we want to be able to have to share that same experience to someone else where someone, whether it's a kid in, you know, in a broken family and they might hear your song and might, and they'll, they might think, wow, that's really inspiring. Yeah. And I think that's ultimately what I think, at least for me, I think every musician kind of, at least I feel like every musician should really be striving for that. You know, is that, is that feeling of when people hear it and they relate to that. Yeah. You know, so, but yeah, I think, um, wow, we've covered a lot to like, you know, this episode and, we, we you know, there's definitely uh, yeah, we a lot of have. nuggets of, uh, yeah. love nuggets of deepness in there. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And yeah, it's, it's probably wouldn't be enough time to cover every single emotion we may be having or we may be feeling. But oh, well. I, I, hope, <laughs> I hope to you listeners out there, it just gives you a glimpse of how, how your favorite music or your favorite artist can inspire a whole world of emotions and thoughts and can, oh, yeah. Yeah. can move you into just figuring out, man, how, how, did they, how did they manage to channel their feelings and emotions in, mm-hmm. into these beautiful songs and thought provoking yeah. lyrics and we we hope that what you can take away from being inspired from the music is to write your own experiences and by listening to your favorite artists and what and their life experiences and what they've gone through you can draw from their well of human experiences and write your own story write your own melody because yeah. this this is yeah, we, we we are all more than consumers. We we are yeah. we are all more than just cogs in the machines. We we are humans. Yeah. We are artists. Yeah. And we, we were we were put on this earth to, to weave our, our story. Really. Whether yeah. it's true yeah. music, it's true photography, it's true cooking and baking. We all have a story to tell. And, mm-hmm. and this this whole this whole situation with the pandemic is is an excellent opportunity really to to discover yourself and to find yourself and yeah. to to make art and not not be afraid of of other people's opinions or even of your own inner critic it's it's just to be yeah. it's just to explore and just to live your life through your art really yeah and i think um you know if you release music now you know if you write a song about the situation i think a lot of people will definitely relate so they will yeah 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 but um but yeah yeah i think uh i i think i couldn't have said it any better myself i think uh i think that's yeah that that's uh yeah <laughs> in, in a nutshell just live yeah live live your life and yeah, yeah live your song be inspired so you can inspire us as well through your art yeah 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 and well I think, uh, yeah, I think that's all the time we have for this that's episode all the time today. We have. Th- thank you, everyone, yes. for listening. We, yeah, we appreciate we'll, it. Uh, 
yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely catch you guys uh, in the next episode. Um, stay tuned. We'll have. Uh, don't forget as well to follow the podcast um, on Spotify or on Apple Music or yeah. Uh, wherever you listen to podcasts i'm sure it's probably on yeah i'm sure you're probably listening on spotify or apple music one of the two but um yeah if you are uh yeah give us a follow um and uh yeah we'll definitely catch we'll catch you guys uh in the next episode so we'll catch you guys later see ya